So every once in a while, I have one of those episodes where I feel like I'm just like high (laughs) and just going to cry almost by how amazing the episode was. And that was this episode. So this is Dr. Barry Tan. I'm excited for you to meet him. What a wonderful, charming man. And I cannot wait for you to hear what he has discovered in his career of over 35 years of researching vitamin E. And it's such a cool story, but let me just kind of give you his bio here. He's hailed as a trailblazer and the world's foremost expert on vitamin E. A scientist first and foremost, Dr. Tan earned his PhD in chemistry and biochemistry from the University of Otago, New Zealand, and spent several years as a professor at UMass. His research expertise includes lipid-soluble nutrients, so carotenoids, E, vitamins, CoQ10, and omega-3s that impact chronic conditions. He was the first to introduce tocotrienols, which we'll be talking about today, um, benefits to the nutrition industry, and developed the first-ever tocopherol-free tocotrienol product. And you'll, you'll understand what that means in a second, okay? But it's really cool. Please listen to this whole episode. It is so freaking cool, though. The further you get, you're going to be like, wow. Um, and it's derived from Anato and his story with Anato. Just wait till you freaking hear how he discovered this. It's like this is a divinely guided journey. It was so cool. Um, so he continues to collaborate with numerous universities worldwide to further tocotrienol research and beyond tocotrienol. And we'll, I'm going to have him on again. We talk about it in, in a year because I, there's more. He found this little extra little bit was left in this anato plant after this huge discovery of tocopherol free tocotrienol i know you have no idea what i'm saying right now but you will (laughs) um there was this thing left over called gg so i'm gonna butcher this but it's like geranil geraniol or something but he will explain at the end that it's a um, critical endogenous nutrient for healthy aging and we're gonna have him back on on the show to talk about that in about a year um, please make sure to check out his book you can go to his website it's dr barry sorry no it's just barry tan and it's b-a-r-r-i-e-t-a-n.com slash book so check that out um and the name of the book is the truth about vitamin e Dr. Tan is amazing. He is a legend. Um, I'm so honored and privileged to have him on the show and I cannot wait to share his message with you. So here is Dr. Barry Tan. Dr. Tan, I'm so excited to have your expert knowledge coming at us today on a very niche topic, vitamin E. And I think, you know, if for people who maybe have picked up vitamin E uh, online somewhere, maybe at a grocery store, they've heard this word tocopherols or mixed tocopherols. Mm -hmm. And you specialize in something. Well, I mean, obviously, you know a lot about that, but I would like if you could educate us a little bit on another side of vitamin E that people may not have heard of before. Yes, but let me take one step back first. Vitamin E is a class of compound of two sets. The common one that you just mentioned, Tara, tocopherol is found in your cereal box and much of the foods that we eat, particularly oily and fatty food, they tend to contain this sort of vitamin E. Then the other one, which is it's a mouthful of a word, it's called tocotrienol. Uh, they are found in lesser foods that are in the American diet. And they, in the last 20, 30 years, they have clearly differentiated properties from tocopherol. So maybe in short, I'll describe to the, uh, to the audience the difference between it. Not the, not the scientific, but just a shorthand description. Uh, uh, all of us have 
a, a vital statistic, our weight, our height, our body shapes like that. And so are molecules. And so if you say tocopherol and tocotrienol, they have their own vital statistics. And so that's what I'm hoping to give to you. Mm. A, to a vitamin E molecule looks like a tadpole or a sperm. Just think of a tadpole or a sperm like that. It has a head and the head is the antioxidant part. So they're both antioxidant because they both have a head. And then there's a tail, the tail that wiggle like that. And the tail of a tocopherol is longer because it's saturated. It's got no double bond. And the tail of a tocotrienoid is shorter. So because a double bond, when you have double bond in the tail, it, it, it cannot hold the length of the tail so long, it's shorter. So overall, the length of the tail of tocotrienoid is unsaturated, it's shorter. So mm -hmm. then the audience, if I were to be the audience, I want to know. So why is Dr. Tan telling me what does this mean? I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, just take a step back. Don't, don't jump. Later on, once you understand this, then jumping on would be great. But each of our human body contains 38 trillion cells. 38 trillion is a big number. It's about 5,000 times the population of the earth. And every cell looks like a bean shape, like my mouse here. And then and inside the cell are mitochondria, we know, the nucleus, they make you look like your parent, this and that, DNA thing, and the other stuff. The stuff inside the cells are called organelles. And then on the outside, is the cell wall. You got to have a cell wall, otherwise the cell cannot live. Just think of a, a community of people is a gated community. Without the gate, then the community will not have representation of its own. Quite simple like that. Yeah. And each of it contain 30% fat. Most of our fat is not in the love handle or in a butt or in an arm. Most of the fat is in the cell wall, which means your eyes cannot see because 38 trillion cell is just huge. And this cell wall had to be kept well for the gated community and in it are the fat. And of all the antioxidant known, I'm, I'm also trying to help the audience to hone in. Everybody and their grandmother say that their product is an antioxidant. So it's really confusing, you know? So, and if I were to be not a scientist, this will be really confusing, but I want to help you to appreciate this. If you think of the three major food group, protein, carbohydrate, fat. I'm not trying to say which one you want to eat more keto, this or other, just the major group of food. Protein, carbohydrate, and fat. And actually, there's another one, nucleic acid. We don't usually think about that. If you eat meat, you eat a lot of nucleic acid, and then you uh, pee off as urea and uric acid, stuff like that. So you have the, those four groups. Of these four groups, the one that is most easily going bad or go rancid is the fat. Yeah. Not if my protein goes bad, I am put, I'm in bad shape. If my nucleic acid goes bad, I am in deep, deep trouble because I've gone into the cell, into the nucleus. I am really dead meat then. So I care for the one that is easiest to get oxidized. And that would be the fat. Meaning if you drive past on a, on a roadkill on a summer day, that smell. If you have a stick of butter outside in the summer day, within two hours you go back, you smell the butter, that smell, that is fat oxidation. It goes so fast than anything else, 
the same in a human body mm-hmm. and all the lining of the cell wall that need protection and of all the great antioxidant people talk about resveratrol lycopene azaxanthin egcg vitamin e beta carotene many 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 of them and polyphenols nothing stays inside into the cell wall better than a vitamin e molecule that wow. is the reason why i have given 30 40 years of my life studying this and so vitamin e will stay there to keep that cell wall whole like mm-hmm. a good moat that protect the castle so that nutrient goes in and the waste produced by the cell goes out and that if you have that kind of good gated community everything works properly and just remember that protector of the cell wall the best protector of those kind of cell wall that kind of antioxidant vitamin E does and and this is how they do that remember i said the tadpole so the head which antioxidant sticks out and then the tail sticks into the fat layer so if the oxygen come in and attack the fat and then the head will just go in like like you go backward grab the oxygen and spew it out <laughs> like that it, it really is like that wow. in, in that way is anti i am pretty sure the audience never get a chance to hear that and people mumble scientists mumble about this i feel bad you know i feel bad for the audience they need mm. to know what and how an antioxidant work i gave you the simplest way possible and yeah. towards the end in case i forget the audience can download my book i describe it in full detail it's just in my name it, uh, the truth about vitamin e and towards the end just remind me how to access this book they can download and i have better description on how mm. this vitamin e work to keep the cell whole when we when we have to consume oxygen day in and out just to live but one in 10000 oxygen molecule goes wacko and that oxygen that go wacko at that is a free radical and when a free radical come to attack the fat that's when you need an antioxidant to grab that oxygen and spew it off and 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 annul that and so that the, the whole cell wall will become whole again sorry i taken too much time to explain no, this th- <laughs> thank you so much now i'm like imagining vitamin e as this little like dragon protector of my cell membrane this beautiful thank you for that like very easy to understand i seriously give you credit cuz i've heard a lot of ph scientists speak before and it's usually like what <laughs> well, I, i'm totally following totally following yeah thank you so, thank you kudos <laughs> um okay so in terms of kind of going back to you have your long tail you yes. know your tocopherol can you explain a little bit more like um the functionality of each and what people need to know about that like why did, okay. why why even know the difference between these two things okay. Now I, I did say uh, the tocopherol tail is saturated and longer, and the tocotrienol tail is shorter. What that? Thank you. I, I forgot about that. If you think of the think think of a cell like the shape of a a kidney bean, a bean, any bean like that, and so if the tocopherol is inside, it would move around. Let's say for argument's sake, one mile per hour like this, because the tail is anchored deeply. because it's longer and then the tocotrienol tail is shorter 
so it anchors less deeply, so it is able to move around the cell approximately 50 times faster. So mm. therefore, if it moves around 50 times faster, the opportunity for a tocotrienol to capture the free radical will be 50 times faster, like, wow. like that. This was shown in 1997 by a UC Berkeley professor. Then I thought, this is cool. So in simple language, it means like that. It will be like a police and a state trooper that captures the bad guy, the bad actor. A police, a, a policeman, a policewoman would capture the bad guy in the, in the confine of the city or a town. A, a, a toko, that would be a tokopro. A toko traino would be like a state trooper. It will mm -hmm. be able to comb the entire state. They are both capturing the bad guy. So in the shortest possible way, I'm explaining to the audience, they both do the same thing, just that the toko traino can do the job faster and actually is 50 times more potent as an antioxidant than tocopherol. So this is one of the best kept secret. If the audience have heard about vitamin E many, many times, mm -hmm. hopefully after today, you say, okay, I got to pay more attention to this new vitamin E I never heard of called toko traino that the Dr. Tan spoke about. So there you go. Yeah. And can you speak about where you, well, first of all, I know that you source this from different places. I want to get into that, but like when people eat foods that have vitamin E in them, yes. can you educate them on that and, and, and yes. understanding a little deeper yes. what they, what, what they might want to shoot for? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And now on, on food, I get asked this question quite frequently. If you eat a typical uh, American diet, you probably get, or we all probably get uh, tocopherol, not so much tocotra, you know, tocopherol uh, from a vegetable oil, corn, soy, canola. Some people like this and some people don't like this kind of oil. Uh, uh, olive oil, coconut oil, you have a amount. So if you, and then some vegetable and some meat. Meat because the animal eat uh, the vet, uh, the corn, and then they got some vitamin E in the body too. And it's also loaded in the fat tissue. And so there, therein lies, we don't want to consume too much fat, but fat and oil is where the vitamin E are. Mm -hmm. And then typically you will get about 15, uh, 10 to 15 milligram of alpha tocopherol, roughly speaking, about that. And that mm -hmm. would uh, give you the 100% RDA of the tocopherol that the, the government said like that. <clears throat> now, if you think on the plant's perspective, that is also intuitive. Keep it, first keep in mind that sometimes we get it into the head and it's a wrong concept. The plant makes things for us. The plant never makes things for human. <laughs> we just got it into our head. The plant makes things for itself to protect its survival, not for human. We're just lucky. The plant make all these good things for our health. Just remember. So mm -hmm. why did I say vitamin E is found in the fat? So intuitively, you and I would know. It is found in the fat because the fat and oil is the easiest part of the plant to go bad. That's it. And because of that, they make the vitamin E to protect it from going bad. So they see, even from the plant, we learned it. So if we consume the vitamin E, it would also protect our, our body, mm -hmm. uh, the fat the same way, except human being does not make vitamin E. So that's the mm -hmm. tocopherol aspect. On tocotrienol, you find small amount in corn, in pistachio, in macadamia nuts, in, in, in avocado, not, not a lot, you know, not mm -hmm. like systemically other thing you can, a little bit in peanut, for example. 
So uh, how much? Probably two to three milligrams. So if we eat a normal food, two to three milligrams of tocotrienol, perhaps uh, 10 to 15 milligrams of alpha tocopherol. That's it. So mm-hmm. because of that, some 35 years ago, I started, so it is a lot slow train coming. I started to look for plant sources that they are lots of tocotrienol. And so far, to the best of my knowledge, after 35 years, there's nothing congratulatory about me. It just take a long time. And I can think of three sources. And the three sources are palm oil. And there's some negative things about palm oil because it's slash and burn and palm oil is saturated, blah, blah, blah. But palm oil contains tocotrienol. The other one sound better is rice bran oil. The bran of the rice is brown color. So if you eat brown rice, you probably have a little bit of the bran. The oil is in the bran, not in the rice. Mm-hmm. The rice endosperm is more carbohydrate like that. Mm-hmm. And then so rice bran oil, and that's why the Japanese know about this. They use rice bran oil to make tempura because it, it makes the oil look, uh, it can last very well. And then the third one would be from Anato, where I have discovered this plant. Uh, uh, Anato, wait, I can show you this. Uh, sorry. Uh, and they, they eat that in Japan as well, right? It's a yeah. common, oh, no, yeah. No, that, no, no, that is not, that's Nato. That's N-A-T-O. Oh, yeah, that is thinking. a soybean. For, uh, this is anato. You okay. see this plant, anato? Uh, uh, we use this for coloring cheeses, Dorito chips, oh, and right. macaroni and cheese. If you go to <laughs> and Peter Joe, you see that? So we remove the color, and then there you find the vitamin. So, so you have these three sources. To, to the best of my knowledge, these three. Rice and palm contains about 25 to 50% of carferol. Then the other components are tocotrienol. Anato, the picture that I just show you, contain 100% tocotrienol, the oh, most wow. active one. So to me, there was a stunning discovery. I, I, I found that out when I was in South America traveling about 25 years ago. <clears throat> so when I, now when I found that this is what the plant made, and it only contained two vitamin E, and that would be Delta, like in Delta Airline, Delta tocotrienol and gamma, and as in gamma tocotrienol. Now, prior to that, people have already studied this four tocopherols and four tocotrienol. Of these eight isomers, eight possibility of vitamin E, the two most active one is uh, Delta tocotrienol and gamma tocotrienol. These two stand out head and shoulder of mm. all eight. Mm-hmm. And then this plant makes this. So I'm just thinking I'm blessed and lucky. So I figure out how to extract them, how to study them. So it, it all of these things take time, how yes. to extract them, how to study them. Did a lot of animal study, test tube study. And finally, I have done a clinical trials. So I'll tell you a broad sweep of all the clinical trials we do. And then mm-hmm. up to you to decide what okay. you want me to highlight. <clears throat> Uh, the big picture would be the overriding picture would be that tocotrienol uh, 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 mitigates or uh, uh, treat a uh, chronic conditions. And some of the chronic conditions we have studied would be dyslipidemia, high fat, high triglyceride, high cholesterol, mm. and high sugar, that kind of thing, and mm. hypertension. So we study people with prediabetes, diabetes, and now we have been studying for the last six or so years on people with uh, uh, fatty liver disease. We have an ongoing trial in 
taxes on on uh, obesity, men and women with obesity. So mm -hmm. they're all cluster of chronic conditions yeah. like that. So it's that group. And then the other group, it could be chronic condition, classified a chronic condition, or it's also genetic. What is the, the study of tocotrienol in cancer? First, we have done test tube study. It kills the cancer cell like mad. And then we did animal study. Now, oh, it continued to uh, kill the cancer tumor organistically. So then in the last eight to 10 years, we have conducted about four to five clinical trials on different cancers in Denmark. So there you have it. So I'll leave it back to you. You you can cherry pick which one and then we can discuss that. I'm like, mm -mm, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what, I mean, can you give us the cliff's notes of what you found, especially I'm definitely interested in terms of obesity, high blood sugar. I, I, I mean, we, we can kind of separate fatty liver. I think, I mean, they all go hand in hand, the dyslipidemia, it's all metabolic syndrome type stuff, you know? Yes, and so like, yes. what, what have you found? I initially, when we have uh, tried with dyslipidemia, we started with that because it looked like it interfered with the pathway to make cholesterol. This is the uh, 1980s, very early on when, when we first did it. We knew a lot less. It was kind of yeah. like blindfolded and did our experiments yeah. like that. But we noticed that the cholesterol dropped. We did animal. The animal also dropped cholesterol for probably 30, 40%. So finally, we held our breath and then we did it on clinical trials. Then in clinical trials, we found that in the in the first two, three clinical study, the, the cholesterol dropped about 20, 25%. So it is not bad, you know? And then we use uh, probably an amount of 100, 150 milligrams, very hard to come by on this tocotrienol, you know, at that time, like that. Mm -hmm. And then when we did more study, then we were a little bit disappointed because half the time it worked and half the time it didn't work. So I, mm -hmm. I'm wanting to tell the audience, I'm just giving you the honest thing. We actually yeah. did this. So I was really disappointed. How come it's half and the animal study was 40% drop? So I was troubled. Then I looked closely. At the time, we only had palm. We did not have anato. We have palm and then we have rice. And we noticed that the tocopherol is anywhere on the, on the total vitamin E. The tocopherol was anywhere as low as 20% or as high as 40%. We knew the tocopherol did not lower cholesterol. But we thought that as an antioxidant, it's innocuous. It's just sitting there. But then, then we suspect that, you know, if half of them work, half of them didn't work, we wondered if the alpha tocopherol would interfere with the function of tocotrienol, that concept. Mm -hmm. And then we did find out, we stopped all the clinical trials, did animal study. We used a fixed amount of tocotrienol in one group with no tocopherol. Then in another group, 20%, 40%, and then that next group, 40%, the next group, 60%, 80%. Mm -hmm. as, so then we found out that when there were no tocopherol, it worked the best. When as we increase the alpha tocopherol, it begin to work less and less. Eventually, oh. when we get to even uh, 25, 30%, the tocotrienol completely didn't work. So we, wow. then we knew that alpha tocopherol interferes with the function. And thereafter, it took me 10 years to figure that out. When we figured that out <laughs> in the uh, mid-90s, we decided that if tocotrienol were to have a prayer, in working it to help people with chronic condition, it should be free of tocopherol. Then at the time, I only have palm and rice. 
which is about 25 to 50 percent of cofra, then mm. there was no good. I, I cannot right. do anything with it. So I actually took a path. I, I gave up. I, I parked the Toko Traino somewhere and then I, I took a left turn. There was a, a, a well-known uh, uh, ophthalmologist in Harvard at the time in 1994. She announced that on the back of the retina of the eye, this is a segue, uh, that the retina, they have lutein and zeaxanthin that filters the blue light. And today, everybody know take lutein and zeaxanthin for macular degeneration. This is 1994. And I thought, oh, cool. So I said, I know that in South America, same book, I went to some Mexi, a younger me with hair. It was a giant, <laughs> giant marigold plant. I was trying to figure out how to extract a lutein and zeaxanthin. That was the reason why I went to Peru. Then fate has it, literally uh, 30 feet away from me, I found yeah. this uh, anato plant, which is also a, a reddish color containing carotene. The British call this the lipstick plant probably the original convention of the women's lipstick like that, yeah. a, a red color like that. So, and if you look at the lipstick plant, it's the anato plant. It, that's just a nickname. The okay. proper name is just anato uh, like that. And wow. I was so curious because in this lipstick plant like that, if you touch it, it stains your finger like this. I'll show you a beautiful picture. This is good. See that? Uh, this is yeah. already a picture. If I, if I touch it here, it's stained. In other words, the carotene color is not bound. In nature, all carotene are bound. If you hold a carrot, your hand is difficult to stain beta carotene. You have to cook them. Right. Or tomato sauce, like Italian sauce, you have to cook it before the lycopene comes out. Right. Or a crustacean like lobster, you have to cook them and then they, the protein goes away right. and then the color shows up. So they are usually protected. Not so in this anato plant. So because it's not so, I guess that there must wow. be a powerful antioxidant that protect it. I was expecting it to be a polyphenol. Least did I expect that it would be vitamin E and completely wow. flowed me was that it was free of tocopherol. So uh, Tara, this is how I discovered it. That's so so, so if, awesome. you ask me, if you ask me today, <laughs> I'm blessed to have found it. So, and then with all this study, I just thought that before I retire, I should bear this news out for people. Yeah. So the plant that kept this secret. So sometimes people use the word biohacking. Truly, this is a botanical hacking. I just yeah. figure it out, you know? So wow. now with this, I want the world to learn this as best as I could. Uh, so that, so anyway. That was how my discovery was. Oh it my contained gosh. only that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Like I've had so many kind of lessons coming through in my arena right now about letting go, like literally just like letting go, allowing, just giving up. Like you basically were like, okay, I give up. And then it was like, boom, 30 feet away yes, from you. Yeah. There it is. It's like your dream plant, your life's work, like this little gift, like waiting for you. That's such an awesome story. Thank you for sharing Thank that. You. Thank um, you. <laughs> okay. Now in terms of, let's say somebody has, let's kind of go back to the health, you know, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, they have high blood sugar or hypertension or fatty liver what yeah. how 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 does it help is it just beca because it's increasing it reducing free radical damage and increasing the health of the cell through increasing the health of the cell wall or like what is the that, that is a a protecting 
protecting the oxidation of the stress liver in in yeah. fatty liver. Okay, mm. or if a person is overweight, it will protect the oxidation of the fat that they carry. Like what right. we are now studying with people right. obesity, or even more specifically, in the cholesterol wow. piece, it, it blocks the ability of it to make cholesterol as as much. So that that therefore the cholesterol lower. Uh -huh. The triglyceride piece is more. When we eat a lot of carbohydrate, eventually the carbohydrate convert to fat, and the tocotrienol allows to work itself with the biochemistry of the body to make it not convert to triglyceride. So the triglyceride side, on the sugar side, it it works on two or three different way. On the sugar side, it. it You know, oftentimes when people have high sugar, the doctor tell them that the insulin is dysfunctional. You you hear doctor yeah. say that's an example of metabolic syndrome. So the tocotrienol work to potentiate the function of the insulin. Your body is still secreting the insulin. Now the insulin become functional. If the mm. insulin become functional, it will take the sugar and put it in the cell rather than circulating the sugar in the blood. And that's wow. why people have a hyperglycemia like that. So that's that piece. So, Thank you for explaining that in such plain language. I know you well, could have said that I, I, differently. I, 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 I spent a lifetime doing yes. this and, and I want the audience to, the liver Appreciate piece it. is very amazing. When we consume a lot of fat, the, then our body gets super, super oxidized and then the fat break out from the fatty acid from the fat and the fatty acid flux. They just go flux into the liver. It, they mm. just, but the fat doesn't flux into it. when it break away from the fat or from the triglyceride. It flux to the liver. After it get to the liver, then they restitch back again and becomes fat. So that's how the liver mm. becomes fatty. Mm. And the way the toco trienol work is this: it actually help the triglyceride in in the high triglyceride in the liver. Doctor use the word statosis. S T E A T O S I S. So if they say that your liver is fatty, it's statosis. So the tocotrienol help you in the liver, and it actually help the liver to egress the fat out of the liver. We have now done study on the fatty mm. liver. It, it is almost amazing. There are no drug to handle this, and if this is not taken care of, the Uh, the liver become more and more fatty. Then, then the liver become fibrotic. Fibrotic means that it begin to have scarring tissue, and scarring mm. tissue is considered irreversible. Eventually, if this is not taken care of, the person who have high fat it will be similar to the person that have been abusing alcohol for a long, long period of time. So the alcohol cirrhosis. Look similar to a person with a fibrotic liver. So, mm. even that statement, I mean, I'm not making any a uh, a uh, 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 judgmental statement. Would can you imagine that? Thirty, forty years ago, we would think that wow, if we abuse our liver with alcohol, the liver will become fatty, and we will have cirrhosis and liver failure. I bet nobody would have guessed thirty, forty years forward. If we eat a high, high fat diet and not controlling that, eventually the liver would look 
exactly the same as a person who drink a lot of alcohol and had nothing to do with alcohol. Enough that this condition, you, that the audience should Google and study it themselves, is is called NAFLD. It, it is short for non-alcohol fatty liver disease. So, so it is so awkwardly put because this condition looked the same as a person who drink a lot of alcohol, but it is non-alcohol fatty liver disease. So mm -hmm. this condition is quite serious. It, it infirms about 90 to 100 million yeah. American, which yeah. is entirely because of dietary and yeah. nothing to do with anything else. So yeah, especially when uh, you know a lot of processed foods, processed carbohydrates, yes. sugars, you know, oxidized fats, just all of that together. Lack of exercise, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you bring all together. It's a yes. perfect storm. Love it. It's a perfect yes. storm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to hit on cancer. Okay. Um, I, I'm so excited to hear what are you said you had six different types of cancer you've been researching. Uh, uh, five. Five. five okay. okay. First, let me name. Well, first, let me uh, 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 shuttle it down. First, we did many of these petri dish study, hundreds of different cancer like that. And then in animal study, there are probably about uh, 50 or so different cancers in animal study. And of course, when you do clinical trials, you can't do all of them. So we, we chose four and my colleagues separately did the fifth one. So it's altogether five. Okay. So the one that is done in Florida is pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. It's probably the deadliest of all cancer like that. 95% of the people don't survive the pancreatic cancer. And the four that we are doing uh, in Denmark are uh, uh, two, two of them are women-born cancer. The other two are men and women. The two women one are breast cancer, ovarian cancer, mm. and then colon cancer and lung cancer. So those are the four cancers that we're doing. Of these four cancers, we have some results and published on the pancreatic cancer done by my colleague in Florida, University of Southern Florida, and the ovarian cancer. <clears throat> I'll give you the shorthand. In the ovarian cancer, they are studying people with stage four cancer. So mm -hmm. for the, uh, those who know, just allow me, be patient with me to explain to others that do not know like that. When you say somebody have stage four cancer, it means several things. It means that there are no further options available. It means that they're under palliative care. It means that they have to take care uh, of their there are things at home. There are no option because doctor cannot say that you're not going to live. It's just mm -hmm. not a professional thing to say. So that's stage four. The cancer have mm -hmm. gone everywhere. So mm -hmm. they chose that to study. So therefore, the group is studied on stage four cancer, ovarian cancer. They're on a, a standard of care drug. The drugs uh, uh, prevent the tumor from growing any bigger. Then the other one would be same. They have standard of care, same group of people. And then they take the anatotocotrienol, not the palm, not the rice, the anatotocotrienol without tocopherol, 900 milligram, 300 milligram for breakfast and then for lunch and then for dinner. So 900 milligram. The study was supposed to be on for six months. Why six months? Because in the registry in Denmark, they know when people have stage four cancer of this kind, after six months, they are no more. Mm. So that's it. So it's a very stark understanding. So mm -hmm. after six months on standard of care, 
as I described to you. And the other one that with tocotrienol, surprisingly, 60 to 70% of the, of the patient living. That would be big news, you know, like that. And then the nurses in Denmark have as much power as doctors. And obviously, most of the nurses are women. And this is ovarian cancer. So they are championing it uh, for the sufferers like that. So they decided that the study should go longer. So the investigators said that, who, what are we going to compare with? Because we cannot compare with other one, so so they know scholastically it cannot be compared to anything. There's oh, nothing to wow. compare now. Then, wow. however, they want to see if this would. So they make the study four times longer to twenty four months. Mm -hmm. After two years, twenty five percent still surviving. So. I don't have to mm. tell you the this and that. The, the audience can do the calculate. That mm. study is published. Be glad mm. if you email me, we can yes, send please. the study. Yeah. And then in, in the Florida, they study the pancreatic cancer. They gave people, they call it dose escalation uh, terror. Dose es escalation means that they, get, they don't know what dose work. So they gave people 200 milligram, 400, 800, 1600, 3200, something like that. They escalate to see what amount work. This study was designed differently. When people have pancreatic cancer, the moment they find out they don't have the luxury, well, let's sit around and think about what they couldn't because 95% of them don't survive. So almost as soon as they find out within about 30 days, they are under the surgery to excise the tumor. That's how it's been done. So when the professors did this, started to do this work, he had to figure, how do you give people tocotrienol in such a short time? So he was only able to give people 14 days. And I'm serious about it. So he gave people 14 days on 200 milligrams and then all different groups all the way to 3,200. And then mm. after 14 days, they're going to go to surgical removal of the cancer. That was the design of the study. That's the best he can do. And you know, even the lowest dose at 200 milligram, when he excised the tumor and look at the look at the microscope, he saw that the the, the tocotrienol killed the cancer cell all the way up, and he found that probably the active dose is somewhere between four to six hundred milligram. So he's redesigning the study. Hopefully, he'll wow. get grant. That's funded by the National Cancer Institute. So that is that study. So wow. all that to say, as far as this vitamin E tocotrienol from Anato is concerned, the FDA will probably allow, would not allow me to put it on the label, but I just decided that people are smart. They can read the literature and figure out what to do. Yeah. I just have to do the study, have the professor publish the study and let the audience decide for themselves. Yeah. So if, before I retire, I can consummate all the other studies. Oh, the other study we're waiting to hear would be breast cancer lung cancer and colon cancer. These are very common. Breast cancer, all women know this. That's a bad word for them. And then colon cancer, we sit around too much and things stay in, in our colon too long, stuff like that, mm -hmm. or bad gut, this and that, you know, bad microbiome. I'm sure people go in that direction. All those things. Or lung cancer, uh, smoking, secondhand smoke, environmental pollution, that. So, 
So we are studying that. We wish we can do more other cancer like liver cancer uh, or men with prostate cancer. We don't have the financial means to do all of this. And when we done all of this, we still cannot say anything on the bottle. Mm-hmm. My main goal is to have this published and let mm-hmm. uh, the audience who read it decide. So there you have it. I, I know of no nutritional supplement that can do this. So for mm-hmm. me, I believe that this worked because Delta, tocotrienone, gamma, tocotrienone are the two most potent ones. And fortunately, we did not have any tocopherol. So therefore, there is no tocopherol to put bricks on the function of tocotrienone. So, and then all this is blessed from the plant that I accidentally found when I was in South America looking for totally something else, you know? I mean, this is as close to something spiritual as it can yes. be. I, oh. I was not even there for that. <laughs> yes, I know. I like, I can't stop thinking about it. And I, I feel your passion, your excitement. You're like, I've got to get the word out yes. on this. And it's, yes. I mean, come on, you get, yeah. you gotta be kidding me. If you can't see the magic, the, the, the purpose of you did all this work randomly get not just vitamin E, but specifically the yes. tokotra, chart, you know, yes. that it, uh, this one random plant has 100% without the other stuff. I mean, that's yeah, just I know. crazy. I mean, that's and, just crazy. And, 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 and that was not in my mind. I was actually thinking that, remember I mentioned to the audience early on, there are many antioxidants and plants make a lot of polyphenol. And I was yeah. thinking that maybe it was polyphenol, you know, and that would not surprise me. <laughs> and what is surprising is the, 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 this, the, the thing, if you touch it, your hand feel oily. And because tocotrine wow. is found in oily thing, right. so the plant had made this. And by the way, you know why the plant, if you look at the seed, notice that there are no flesh. So yeah. it's just a seed. It's very unusual because fruit have flesh, right? But this doesn't have none. They actually right. do this because they have this. Sorry that the audience cannot see this. You see this? That's an Amazonian tree frog. It's about the size of a dime. The oh. seed here is about the size uh, of a grape seed. So the frog is taking wow. a rest here. It actually swallowed the seed. So the plant deceives the Amazonian tree frog and the birds of the air, thinking that the seed, the beautiful seed, is a fruit so that they will poop the seed and procreate for them. Wow. So therefore they so in order to do that, they have to keep the color. It's very floral smell. If, huh. if the audience is curious, next time you go to a Hispanic store and you yeah. said that do you have anato seed and smell it is very floral. And you yeah. can go online, they have but if you use to cook it, it'll turn reddish because we remove all the color. That floral note is a peculiar characteristic of the anato. Uh-huh. It's not in an American diet, other than we use the color for cheese that I mentioned, Mexican food, Puerto Rican food, many South American food flair. You can go online, you can see this. So if for, for fun, just buy some anato seed. They're very inexpensive, two, three dollars for half a pound. And it's going to last you for about 20 to 30 dishes. Easy. You just pound them and you can go online. There are many recipes other people put out, but it's not, it's typically uh, not in American fare, but you can do it. I, I sometimes use it and cook fried rice with it. It's very simple. No, no yeah. big deal. You know, right. They, right. So Something they, simple. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. I have to, I mean, I'm thinking about your whole story and I'm like, you know what? It's not crazy. It's not crazy at all. I seriously, thank you. Truly. It's, um, I'm excited to see what comes forward over the, the rest of my career from this. And I think I'll probably look back on this and be like, that was an honor. I got to talk to Dr. Tan about that on my podcast in 2022. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for putting the work and thank you for, um, doing, you know, still, I know it's a lot of work to come on all these podcasts and teach and educate. And I can see that the, your, your purpose and your passion drives you to do that. So thank you for coming and educating us today. And then the question lies that I'm having, I'm sure everyone else is, where do we get it? <laughs> How do we get it? <laughs> now, we, we, we make this. And by the way, for the audience, we make it in, in United States, right here in a small town in Massachusetts, about two hours inland from Boston, an hour north of Hartford. Squeaky clean, we do this because when I make something for people to consume, I want the best to give to people. Yeah. So we make them in bulk. So we don't make finished product. So where do you get it? If you yeah. go to uh, 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 um, uh, Amazon or if you, uh, if you find companies, first, on the back of the bottle, it will say Delta Gold. Well, I'm playing okay. up with Delta Toco. Now, that's our trademark. That means it's made by us. Got Some it. companies that you can buy from this would be uh, uh, Allergy Research Group. That's one. Okay. Another one would be AC Grace. And then another one that the health professional, very popular brand, Designs for Health. So cool. these are popular places, but make sure that on the back, it says Delta Gold and make sure okay. that it say is it didn't say from palm or uh, from rice, but it's from Anato Toko Tri. You know, then it would have come uh, from us. Awesome. How much to take other people find. If you don't have any ills whatsoever as an antioxidant to have the gated community that I said at the beginning, anywhere from 100 to 200 milligram would suffice. Okay. If you have a mild chronic condition like uh, 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 pre-diabetes, moderately high sugar, but not high, uh, uh, then, then probably three to 400 milligram. If you have some serious condition, I described some of the clinical studies that we did, then it'll probably be something like five, 600 milligram. So if you have that, then you buy things that are like 300 milligram, just take two a day maximum. They'll be good enough. Otherwise, one 300 milligram, the pill are tiny like that, you know, and I don't have, oh yeah, here it is. See here, let me show you this. See oh, that? The, the top yeah. on the Anato thing? This is very tiny. Look at the size of my fingernail. This is tiny. So so you will probably need to take the, this 125 or 300 milligram. See from the palm, 200 milligram. is <sighs> even less than my 300. Look at the size of the 200 milligram right. from palm. It's no good, you know, because yeah. people have difficulty swallowing. You just want to give people the real thing, not a whole bunch of other excipients that you put inside. So then the only remark when you take them, because they're oil soluble, take it with a meal. Because if you take it with a meal, your meal is mixed up with your food and it emulsify and then it'll absorb better. So that would be, that would be the reason why I would have people take them in a meal with one or two a nuanced exception. If in among your audience, because you talk sometimes about keto diet to have good gut, yeah. this and that, and people talk about good microbiome, they want the good bugs to grow and the bad bugs to go down and the low in Crohn disease, low inflammatory bowel syndrome, all this, that would be the only exception. I would say you purposely take it 
not with a meal. Yeah. Everybody else should take it with a meal. Okay, you, yeah. But for those people take it not with a meal. So in essence, rather than 50% absorbed, you may only have 25% absorbed. Mm. Then you let, you let the 75% not absorbed slime to your intestine, into your colon, and it will reduce the inflammation of your colon, mm. increase the good bugs and decrease the bad bugs. So that would be, so if, if any of the audience want mm. to improve the microbiome, then you take it mm. on an empty stomach, but ordinarily wow. with a meal would be very good. Okay. Thank you so much for that practical information. And last question I got to ask you, because now this is looming in my head and probably other people listening, like, what are your thoughts on tocopherols, right? Cause it's like, at first it's like you explained that they can have some benefit. They're slower, but then they're like blocking the efficacy. Yeah. So like, what uh, are your, what are your thoughts on like, okay. <laughs> that is a good question. I think I think that for tocopherol, I got two uh, comments. If you take a healthy American diet with proper amount of vegetable oil and, and vegetable, you will probably get your 10 to 15 milligram alpha tocopherol would be fine. And as 10 to 15 milligram, it would not interfere with the function of tocotrinol. Yeah. When I mentioned about, let's say two to 300 milligram, because if you have 10 compared right. to 100 is 10%, right. then about 200 is 5%, then 300 is two and a half percent. It wouldn't matter. It's too small to matter. Right. Like okay. that. that would be fine. The only exception I can think of it, and I didn't say that at the beginning, and probably the audience may be surprised about it. When a compound in nature is a vitamin, it is in a special superstar category. And this is vitamin E. How did it become a vitamin E? About exactly 100 years ago, two pediatricians from UC Berkeley. This may surprise the audience. Alpha-tocopherol was discovered as a vitamin E, not as an antioxidant that is popularly known today. Instead, it is discovered as a vitamin E to help, I'm saying slowly, to help the fetus to full term. So therefore, vitamin E is actually a birth vitamin. So therefore, you would want alpha-tocopherol to be in a prenatal. So yeah. in your prenatal, yeah. you want that. So that would be the only exception yeah. like that. So so if this, I, I'm just out here to bear information yeah. and tell it like yeah. it is. So, so for the audience, if you are an expectant mom like that, you listen yeah. to your doctor, your doctor will give you a prenatal. Yeah. And in the prenatal, you want the, you want the alpha-tocopherol to be there. Yeah. And you remember what I said, alpha-tocopherol became a vitamin because it's able to bring the fetus to full term. So there you have yeah, it. thank you for sharing that. I remember I have four kids. I'm like, I would probably be like, give me all the vitamins. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. No, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for educating us, for being so committed to just helping. Right. I get, you can tell that your, your soul and your heart is in the right place and you truly just want to help. And yeah. you've put in so many years of effort. And I seriously have to once again, say <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever heard a scientist speak in such easy to understand language. And I know that takes a lot of work and effort because I've heard scientists talking about how hard <laughs> that can be. Sometimes they get lost in the jargon. So thank you. Thank you for meeting yeah. us where we're at and educating the audience today. And thank um, you so much. we yeah. will link up, I, I think on your website, barrytan.com and guys it's it's b-a-r-r-i-e-t-a-n do you have your research links on that website yeah, correct like that. see if yes. you get, yeah like that oh Barry yes in the book 
Yeah, I've done a book and also other information there. When we publish something and then we will list it on there so that people can have update. And sometimes we catch other people's publication not done by us. Sometimes they're done by us like that. Okay. For example, sometime next year, we'll publish the study uh, on men and women uh, on obesity, how they manage the inflammation using the TOCO trial, mm. you know, like that. Okay. And then on, 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 on the last thing, maybe a year from today, it, when I was finishing extracting this vitamin E from Anato and as if you know uh, uh, God did not bless me at the end of it when I got all the vitamin E out I still see about one percent something left behind I'm telling you I'm giving you a cliffhanger for you to interview <laughs> next time I saw the one percent and then and then I'm curious I said well, what is that got to find out that compound, I, I since then have analyzed it. I'll tell you the whole name and I'll acronize it. It is mouthful of a word. It's called Gyroneal Gyronol. Almost sound like a beautiful woman's name. Gigi. So Gyroneal Gyronol. This is a compound our body makes. And the compound is on here, on this one here, where I touch it on this one here. And then on the back side is a long compound. That's CoQ10. Our body makes GG to make coenzyme Q10. I'm sure you interview people CoQ10 and manoquinone, uh, vitamin K2, they're good for bone this and that. Yeah. It makes that. So, and wow. we are now doing clinical study on this. So if you uh, uh, remember, make a footnote and interview me a year from now, we will yeah. be able to tell this. Can you imagine this? This is from the same plant. And this plant is, this plant, when we take this, it actually make vitamin K2 and CoQ10. So that means that GG is truly an endogenous, endogenous meaning it's something your body yeah. makes to keep your body good in making CoQ10 and vitamin K2. So I just wow. thought, wow, am I blessed or am I blessed? You know, yeah. I did this vitamin E and now I did GG. But the GG discovery is 20 years behind that of Toco Trieno. So, so I'm, I'm okay. working hard to get this. So wow. if you uh, put a footnote and yes. contact me a year from now, so maybe that time we can talk about this GG piece. And however, if the audience is interest is peak and you want to learn more about this if you go to the same website you can download all the white paper my, okay. my colleague uh, miss Andreas, she wrote all about this so it's, it's posted on and if you email us uh, somebody will answer you from here you Thank guys are you the so best. Much. Thank you so much, guys. I'll link all that up and I am definitely going to take you up on that. I will talk to you in a year. So thank you again, guys. Please check out his book. It's on barrytan.com slash book. And again, the name of the book is The Truth About Vitamin E, The Secret to Thriving with Anato Toco Trienols. So check it out. Dr. Tan, you are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate everything you share with us today. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Out Health Podcast. I hope this episode served as inspiration and something that you needed to hear in your life. If you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also please subscribe. I have so many more amazing guests coming. I have just been so gifted and honored to meet so many incredible health professionals in my career, and I cannot wait to share their messages with you guys. So please subscribe. And if you could be so kind as to rate my show, I would really appreciate it. This this podcast is honestly an intuitive call to me to help spread goodness to the world. And so if you guys can help me do that, I would really appreciate it. If you want more info on this guest, pop over to my website, check out my podcast section, and you can get links to everything we talked about in the show um, and find out more about this guest 
and what, where you can go from here. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram. Uh, that is my most active platform. You can find me at Coach Tara Garrison. You can also find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Everything is Coach Tara Garrison across the board. And then, yeah, if you want to send me a message, guys, and let me know other guests or other topics you want to hear on the show, please let me know. I am here to serve you. So I would love to hear from you. Would love your feedback on the show. And if you share any of these episodes, please tag me on social media. It's Coach Tara Garrison. 